Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome. My name is Brandon Ward. I'm your host of Order Within. Ready to dive in today. Today we're going to be covering, ooh, this is one of my favorites, the inner self versus the social self. And the distinction between those two very different selves. And hopefully, after this episode, we'll realize and begin to understand the importance of aligning those two selves as much as we possibly can. It's in that alignment of our two selves, our inner self and our social self, that will allow for the fulfillment and potential that we all seek. And it will bring about, I believe, a great transformation of our society driven by each individual who's living a life true to who they are. And that life of being true to who we are comes from within. And the inner self is our collection of thoughts, ideas, dreams, wishes, desires, hopes, aspirations, the things that make us unique. Now, this often gets hard to find or remember depending on where we are in our lives, but if we reflect back to our childhood and how we were when we were kids and the things that we loved to do and the things that we were interested in and the pursuits that we enjoyed, what were they like? Who was that person? We are much closer to our true selves in childhood because the world is yet to really suppress and root out that inner self and replace it with this social self. And so many of us feel a void. We feel a gap. We feel an emptiness that we are seeking to fill. My last episode was about self-governance and the various ways that we can distract ourselves and continue to be addicted to dopamine and the various ways that we may lose ourselves through experience and addiction and all the things. And a lot of what I covered was built around porn use, social media use, video games, some of the things I forgot, though, there's so much. This is the point. If I was going to literally list endlessly the amount of things that we are addicted to, it would be just a huge show. It wouldn't be helpful. But when you start factoring in food, one thing that I forgot to mention that I wish I would have, dating apps. Although I met my wife on Bumble, and we are happily married, and I'm so thankful for that, it's also given us the ability to just be so addicted to that side of things, that aspect of sexuality. But... We're not here to talk about those things today. I just wanted to add that because I do think it's important relative to this conversation because ultimately, how do we merge our two selves? The inner self and the social self. First, we have to define these two aspects. And from my perspective, the social self 
is the self that we present to the world. The social self is the framework with which society has created for us as humans that says this is acceptable. So in our society, in American society here in 2022, who knows how long this podcast will be out there, when people could potentially listen. I always think sometimes, you know, what if somebody was listening to this 200 years in the future? What would they think? Hopefully it would give them insight into our world and our day today and where we were as a species. But it's looking at the social self. And the social self of today is driven by how you look, your gender, your race, your sexuality, all these physical attributes. It's driven by your education, your job title, where you live, how much money you make. We've got credit scores. You've got social media followers. You've got the teams you like. You've got the brands you wear. You've got all of those things, the shows you watch, the people you support, the people you vote for. All of those things are our social self, the external self, the self that we present to the world. And most of us growing up in this world have our true selves, our inner self, really suppressed and beaten down. And that happens periodically, consistently as we grow up. And an example would be as a child, I would love to think and imagine things and I would often ask a lot of questions, and I was very sensitive, and I got nonstop, I think too much, I wear my heart on my sleeve, you're too sensitive, why are you thinking about those things, what are you looking for, why do you want those answers? It was an assault, effectively, on my inner self. Now, I love my parents, that's not, I love them. And may my father rest in peace. And I hope that my mom can find peace in this world. I still have a relationship with her. I love her, but she did the best she could. This is not something intentional that our parents do. It's a cycle that's gone on throughout human history. And it will not be broken until a generation or a collection of generations commit themselves, recognize this cycle, and break it and change it. And that's what I'm attempting to do. So... This is, again, not about blame. I don't blame anyone for this because there is no one to blame. It's literally an entirety of a situation and so many contributing factors. Blame does nothing. We need to focus on solutions. But it starts with recognition first. Awareness is the first step in all change. And we, as kids, are socialized. They call it socialization. That's the creation of socially accepted ideas and what we can and can't do, what we can and can't say. And that conflict from within and society is the battle that we go through on our, in our lives. That's the constant struggle that we feel. And the further divide that we have between our inner self and the social self will often be the more suffering we will feel. If your inner self is very far away from the social self that you are living, you're going to be most likely very depressed because you're living a lie. You're not living true to your inner self. I, again, all the things that I'm describing on my show, I've experienced myself and have spent over a decade trying to find my way out of the darkness. And I'm hoping to provide some insights into this journey so that you can become the best version of yourself because I will say this endlessly 
The world needs you and your best self. The world needs your inner self. Creation has designed us with purpose and intention, and we all have these sacred journeys and missions within us awaiting our activation. But it's only when we activate ourselves does that potential become realized. That is why I'm doing this. The world needs your potential. The world needs your sacredness. The world needs you to be who you are designed to be. You're not designed to be a consuming, depressed, reclusive human contemplating leaving the earth. That's not your place here. Your place here is built in strength and creativity and passion and truth and conviction. That's who you are, and it's in there. And we're going to do everything we can to uncover that. And so the battle becomes our inner self with this social self. And the world focuses purely on that materialistic social self. And when you go further down the rabbit hole and you look at what's happening in countries like China with the social credit scores and who can do what based upon their ability to comply is the ultimate realization of the social self system. It's, to me, everything I stand opposed because that is incredibly dangerous. Now, we need structure and bounds, absolutely, but it has to be transparent and clear and open to everyone. No one would be exempt from these rules, and it needs to be no room for interpretation if we have these types of structures. That's it. It, There can't be any grayness. There can't be any vagueness to it. And it has to apply to everyone. There would be no exceptions. Otherwise, we are where we are. And there's corruption all around. So it's first recognizing the difference between that inner self and the social self. The world is focusing on the social self. Our social self is what we present to the world. It's how we go into classrooms. It's how we go into jobs. It's how we go into relationships and the way we present ourselves. The closer and more connected to that inner self we are, the more authentic we're going to be in those social interactions, in our jobs, in our relationships, in our communities, and the happier we're going to be because we're not living a lie. It is so encouraging and freeing to know that you're living honest and authentically. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to make things up. You don't have to lie. You don't have to tell a story. You just are. You get to exist, and you exist as you are because it's who you are, and you can find strength in knowing that. There's power in that place. That's the point. That's why it's also so deeply attacked. And this idea of a social self is so deeply promoted. It's because our strength lies in our inner self. Therefore, we can't be manipulated and controlled if we're living out of our inner self. Only when we're living and driven by this social self, this social identity, in the social structure, do we become controlled and manipulated. And that's where we are. So that social self is what we present to the world. Our inner self is who we are regardless of the world. When no one's looking, looking, watching you, around you, when you are by yourself, in your thoughts, not doing anything, just alone, in yourself, in your being, sitting, that is your inner self. The thoughts. Now, I will say this, a lot of thoughts that you often have early on in this journey are not who you are. They're your programming. 
they're the that is the aspects of the social self. We get these loops in our heads about what the world has told us, our parents, our family, our friends, our teachers, leaders, organizations, politicians, all of those people, celebrities. We gather those ideas in our social self and we carry them on and then we do that work on their behalf in our thinking, in our minds, the way the loops that we create and the things that we continue to tell ourselves. So you have to recognize that noise and you have to get below that. You have to tune in. You have to know that you are in there and your truth is in there and that true self is waiting to be discovered. That true self is soft. It's a whisper. It's quiet. It's not screaming. It's not loud. You have to seek it. You have to go to it. And when you begin to find that, when you begin to find your truth, when you begin to understand what you really care about, what you really want, what really matters to you away from all the noise, yourself begins to surface, begins to strengthen. And that's where we build around. That conflict that we feel in ourselves is often built around these two identities, our self and the social self. So that's where, in my mind, when you look at the levels of depression that we're dealing with and facing as a society, the enormous amounts of suicide, the just saddening numbers in terms of depression and how we are functioning as a society and especially our younger generations, It's key indications to me that we are very far apart from our true selves versus what the world is demanding us to be. When we go into jobs, careers, schools, there's all this authority and infrastructure forcing us to think and behave in certain ways. And if we don't comply, there are consequences, often built around isolation, losing your community, losing your job not having access to the resources that you need to live your life. So not playing by the rules, not playing by this social self game has serious consequences. So it's not that it's an easy thing to turn away from. All these factors are stacked against us. So it's understanding the uphill battle we face first and foremost with this fight and where that conflict lies. So the more isolated, depressed, sad, you most likely feel. And again, I'm not a therapist, right? There are people in our world who have genuine hormonal balances in their mind, in their body, and they need help. Some drugs can help. Science and technology and medicine has come so far. Not all of that is corrupt and busted and bad. There is genuine help and things out there that can help us. But If you're not in that case, if you're not in a place to where you need some help along the way, which is totally okay, and I implore you to please talk to someone if you feel you need it. There's no shame in getting help. It's strong to recognize you need help. That's a characteristic of strength of self, is recognizing humble, a humble place that you need help. Ourselves, the true self is humble. So that humility is key. Do not try and be strong when you don't have to be. It's another aspect of our toxic culture that's been created, this idea that we can't be vulnerable. And so 
recognizing that we have the ability to overcome this. And it starts with recognizing that. We can't honor ourselves if we don't even recognize ourselves. And this recognition is how we begin to honor ourselves. And that self, that sacredness to yourself, is what honoring that is about. There's reason that we would want to honor this and to live true to it, to listen, to give credence to it, because it's the key to unlocking our potential in our life, our happiness and our fulfillment. That, mean, that saying, the key to happiness is within you, is that's what this means. The key to happiness within us is ourselves. It's our sacred selves, our authentic selves. That is the key, unlocking who we are as humans. That's what that means. The inner self truly is the treasure that we're seeking in the world. I was looking everywhere, in money, in experiences, in sex, in adventures, in travel, in all of those things, in success, in business, in everything. And I was miserable. I hated myself. I definitely contemplated taking my life many, many times. The one thing that stopped me from doing it, though, is what it would do to the people that care about me. That was why I couldn't do it, ultimately. I realized that it would do far more harm to others. But there, aren't, there are people who don't have that recognition, and they don't have the luxury of recognizing that, and they end up doing that brutal thing of suffocating their own inner flame and taking their lives. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing that's happening in our society, but it begins by recognizing that that spark of self is within us. If you can just have for a moment that minute where you recognize, all right, it's there. I felt it before. I know that you have moments in your life where you felt it. I know you do. And if you can just remember those moments when you felt that sacred self, that fulfillment, that peace within that's the spark. That's the seed. It's nurturing that aspect of ourself that begins this epic journey. Because I will tell you this, there is no epic journey unlike the inner journey of selfhood. Unlike anything else. I can promise you. And it only makes life and material existence that much more enjoyable. You can actually enjoy things. Food, travel, people, all of the things. You can genuinely Sit, enjoy, and be present. It's a remarkable thing. So there's interest on your behalf to remember those moments and to start to cultivate that seed of the self. The world fears this inner self. The rulers of our world, those people in power, fear this sacred self because our self is eternal and beyond this world. It is something that lives on and we carry with us throughout our infinite journey of existence. Life is epic. It is epic. Truthfully, it's epic beyond fucking imagination. I don't cuss a lot, but sometimes a nice savvy F-bomb will do it. And that's a moment because life can be fucking epic when we connect with ourselves in this way. And the world fears this. There is nothing that brings more fear in leaders than a, an awakened, self-aware, self-commanded person. There is nothing more fearful to those in power 
than people who command themselves, who are connected to their sacred self. Because when you are connected to your sacred self, you realize that this life is temporary, that this body is temporary, that you are living in a material world. And that's okay, that all of this will one day be gone. The ideas that we hold of earth will change, will evaporate. And those in power today will not be in power tomorrow in the epic, extensive timeline of earth. So their time will come to an end. But when we have this recognition of who we are and we honor that spark of divinity, when we recognize our sacred selves and this eternal journey that we are on, we are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. And that's why we are feared when we connect with ourselves. Because we cannot be commanded in that same way. This is going to sound nuts, but I don't care about what happens in this world simply because I know there is so much more to existence than simply Earth. There's so much more. And my identity as a being, as a person, as a human, as a self will exist beyond this world. It's the sacred promise that was given to us. And Jesus' life was proof of that. The cross, the resurrection, his resurrection is proof. And I'm not talking about this old legacy Bible stuff. If you really want to mind, like mind warp, I'm going to do a series on this. But you should read the Urantia book. And if you don't read the whole thing, just read his story. Jesus was a rebel. And he brought two ideas to the earth that have anchored in me and others and this is what it's about. One is that we are children of creation. We are children of existence. The Heavenly Father, whatever you want to call our Creator, but we are children of existence. Therefore, we are eternal in nature. That is our nature at the root of who we are. That's one. The second aspect, if we are all children of creation and we are elements of eternity, then we are also brothers and sisters of life. Those are the true truths. That's it. Recognition of those two things are what unlocks our eternal potential. Nothing else. There's nothing else that's being asked of us. And so by living true to that, we live true to ourselves and we have the ability to live epic lives. And those in power fear an awakened population. A population that recognizes their eternal selves and the power that they have within. That's the difference. And so we must honor and nurture ourselves. It's the key to unlocking who we are and our happiness. It's where our joy and love comes from. It's where our passions, it's where our interest, it's where our growth comes from. This aspect is what makes life worth living. And that's how we unlock our fulfillment in our lives, by connecting with who we are and exploring that self. It's going to be unique for each of us. I can't tell you who you are. You have to go on this journey of selfhood. I can only tell you about it. I can only guide you. I can only point you in the direction. But you have to do the work. I can't do it for you. No one can. That's also what makes it so sacred. It's ours. It's ours. It's the responsibility of the individual to say yes or no to. 
It's our choice. We don't have to do this. The difference is, is if you choose to not, that's fine. Live how you want. Live how you want. Do the things that you want to do. Follow the social structures. Believe everything you're told. Live all of those things. The only difference is, is if you deny those two truths that I mentioned earlier, you simply don't get to carry on. That's the difference. And that's fine. We have the choice. That's the beauty of it. But we get to live freely. We have freedom. It's just the choice is ours to make. And so this inner world, this inner self is where our joy, our love, our passion comes from. And that's what empowers us to live. That's also why we're feared, because we then become self-commanded. And there's nothing like being self-commanded. I can promise you that. I know what it's like to feel insecure and sad and depressed and isolated and lonely and sensitive and in, like just basically driven by everyone around me, taking everything personal. I feel like nobody likes me. Nobody wants me. Nobody wants to be my friend. Nobody wants to be around me. Until I started to realize that I was so disconnected from myself until I began that journey of learning who I was and the self that lived within me and exploring who that was, the love that I had, the joy, the passion, the care, the thought, all of those things that were mine, I didn't realize the value that I had. It's no wonder that I was insecure and felt insecure because I didn't recognize my own value. So how can other people do that if I don't? And that's the difference. It's the same thing for you. If you have yet to realize the value of yourself, then you will not be valued by others. How we treat ourselves is a reflection of how others will treat us. Life is so funny. It's so intelligent. We're literally looking at mirrors all the time. And it really comes back to it starts early. Most families stifle and suppress the inner self early. Because children are often treated as property. And again, I'm not blaming our parents for this. They grew up the same way. In fact, it was worse for them in many ways. So this is not blaming anyone. But the suppression of the self happens first and foremost in families. And the structure that we live in is perpetuated in the family, by the family, until the family creates, again, sovereignty. And we connect with ourselves and we stop being parrots to the social structure. And that's where we are as families right now. That's where we are as communities. That's where we are as individuals in many ways. We're parroting what we've been told from high above. And that's creating this cycle of abuse and suppression of the inner self. Children are not allowed to be who they are. And now, again, I have a child. That does not mean we let kids do whatever they want and we don't put boundaries in place. It's the role of parents to... Put healthy boundaries in place to let a kid know that I know you want to eat candy all day, every day, but it's not good for you. And you will have an upset stomach. You will get sick. There are many reasons why you can't do that. Even though you think you want that, you don't actually. It's our job as parents to do that. We have to be that rational version. And that's the way we do it as adults. As we grow into ourselves, we have to have the same kind of relationship with who we are. We have to nurture that inner self, but we have to often unpack and uncover our sacred self because it's been buried by our social institutions, our family structures. Look, I love my family. I'm not saying that family is the problem. That's not what I'm saying. The problem is that when we're disconnected from ourselves, 
our families, our communities, our social structures become the instruments with which ourselves are suppressed. And that's where we are. They just need to be transformed. It's not like we need anarchy. We need transformation. We need evolution of these institutions, of these key pieces of our lives. That's what we need. So the inner self versus social self, it's, it's when you start to understand these concepts, you begin to notice these things as well too. And so I'm going to do more episodes around the tools that you can leverage to uncover and experience and connect with yourself on a deep level. There's lots of things that can be done, but that will be for another episode. I hope you're enjoying the content so far. I thoroughly am enjoying doing this. I, I, the content, the focus, I, I love it. And I hope you do too. I hope you're finding value in it. I would love to, as I get things figured out and built out, get feedback, requests for shows, topics, maybe things you want me to cover, things that you're interested in. I'm looking to build up around some infrastructure around the show to support these types of activities and build a community and do the things that are needed to build a thriving society that's built around our sacred selves. We've lost our sacredness and it's not existing in our social structures and it's obvious. And so it's getting back to first principles of who we are, selfhood, and what that means. So with that being said, y'all, That'll be the wrap on this episode. I've got quite a few more episodes that I'm looking to record. I've got so many dang pop episode ideas that I'm going to be building out. So the show is going to evolve for sure. I'm very excited about it. So looking forward to continue to creating and sharing and connecting. And hopefully you're going to find value in this or hopefully you are finding value in this. So until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.